Section 2 of Folklore and Legends Oriental This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Fana Jangiri. Folklore and Legends Oriental by Charles John Tibbets. Section 2 The Legend of the Terrestrial Paradise of Shaddad, the Son of Ad. It is related that Abdullah, the son of Abu Kaliba, went forth to seek a camel that had run away, and while he was proceeding over the deserts of Al-Yaman and the district of Sabah, he chanced to arrive at a vast city encompassed by the enormous fortifications around the circuit of which were pavilions rising high into the sky. So when he approached it, he imagined that there must be inhabitants within it, of whom he might inquire for his camel, and accordingly he advanced, but on coming to it, he found that it was desolate without any one to cheer its solitude. I alighted, says he, from my she-camel, and tied up her foot, and then, composing my man, entered the city. On approaching the fortifications, I found that they had two enormous gates, the like of which, for size and height, have never been seen elsewhere in the world, set with a variety of jewels and jacinths, white and red, and yellow and green, and when I beheld this, I was struck with the utmost wonder at it and the sight astonished me. I entered the fortifications in a state of terror and with a wandering mind and saw them to be of the same large extent as the city and to comprise elevated pavilions, every one of these containing lofty chambers and all of them constructed of gold and silver and adorned with rubies and chrysolites and pearls and various colored jewels. The folding doors of these pavilions were like those of the fortifications in beauty, and the floors were overlaid with large pearls and with balls like hazelnuts composed of musk and ambergris and saffron. And when I came into the midst of the city, I saw not in it a created being of the sons of Adam, and I almost died of terror. I then looked down from the summits of the lofty chambers and pavilions, and saw rivers running beneath them, and in the great thoroughfare streets of the city were fruit-bearing trees and tall palm trees, and the construction of the city was of alternate bricks of gold and silver. So I said within myself, No doubt this is the paradise promised in the world to come. I carried away of the jewels which were as its gravel, and the moss that was as its dust, as much as I could bear, and returned to my district, where I acquainted the people with the occurrence. And the news reached Muawiyah, the son of Abu Sufyan, who was then caliph in the Hejaz. So he wrote to his lieutenant in San'a of al-Yaman, saying, Summon that man, and inquire of him the truth of the matter. His lieutenant therefore caused me to be brought, and demanded of me an account of my adventure, and of what had befallen me. And I informed him of what I had seen. He then sent me to Muawiyah and acquainted him also with that which I had seen. But he disbelieved it. So I produced to him some of those pearls and the little balls of ambergris and musk and saffron. The latter retained somewhat of their sweet scent, but the pearls had become yellow and discolored. At the sight of these, Muawiyah wondered, and he sent and caused Kabul Ahbar to be brought before him and said to him, O Kabul Ahbar, I have called thee on account of a matter of which I desire to know the truth, and I hope that thou mayst be able to certify me of it. And what is it, O Prince of the Faithful? asked Kabul Ahbar. Muawiyah said, 
Hast thou any knowledge of the existence of a city constructed of gold and silver, the pillars whereof are of chrysolite and ruby, and the gravel of which is of pearls and of balls like hazelnuts, composed of musk and ambergris and saffron? He answered, Yes, O prince of the faithful, it is Iremzatel Emad, the like of which has never been constructed in the regions of the earth, and Shedad, the son of Ad the Greater, built it. Relate to us, said Moavia, somewhat of its history. And Kabbalah replied thus Ad the Greater had two sons, Shadid and Shadad, and when their father perished, they reigned conjointly over the countries after him, and there was no one of the kings of the earth who was not subject to them. And Shadid the son of Ad died, so his brother Shadad ruled alone over the earth after him. He was fond of reading the ancient books, and when he met with the description of the world to come, and of paradise, with its pavilions and lofty chambers and its trees and fruits and of the other things in paradise, his heart enticed him to construct its like on the earth, after this manner which had been above mentioned. He had under his authority a hundred thousand kings, under each of whom were a hundred thousand valiant chieftains, and under each of these were a hundred thousand soldiers. And he summoned them all before him, and said to them, I found in the ancient books and histories the description of the paradise that is in the other world, and I desire to make its like upon the earth. Depart ye therefore to the most pleasant and most spacious vacant tract in the earth, and build for me in it a city of gold and silver, and a spread, as is gravel, chrysolite, and rubies and pearls, and as the support of the vaulted roofs of that city make columns of chrysolite, and fill it with pavilions, and over the pavilions construct lofty chambers, and beneath them plant in the by-streets and great thoroughfare streets varieties of trees bearing different kinds of ripe fruit, and make rivers to run beneath them in channels of gold and silver. To this they replied, How can we accomplish that which thou hast described to us? And how can we procure the chrysalis and rubies and pearls that thou hast mentioned? But he said, Know ye not that the kings of the world are obedient to me, and under my authority, and that no one who is in it disobeyeth my command? They answered, Yes, we know that. Depart then, said he, to the mines of the chrysolite and ruby, and to the places where pearls are found, in gold and silver, and take forth and collect their contents from the earth, and spare no exertions. Take also for me from the hands of me such of those things as ye find, and spare none, nor let any escape you, and beware of disobedience. He then wrote a letter to each of the kings in the regions of the earth, commanding them to collect all the articles of the kinds above mentioned that their subjects possess, and to repair to the mines in which these things were found, and extract the precious stones that they contained, even from the beds of the seas. And they collected the things that he required in the space of twenty years, after which he sent forth the geometricians and sages and laborers and artificers from all the countries and regions, and they dispersed themselves through the deserts and wastes and tracts and districts until they came to a desert wherein was a vast open plain clear from hills and mountains, and in it were springs gushing forth and rivers running. So they said, This is the kind of place which the king commanded us to seek and called us to find. They then busied themselves in building the city according to the direction of the king Shaddad, king of the whole earth, in its length and breadth, and they made through it the channels for the rivers, and laid the foundations comfortably with a prescribed extent. The kings of the various districts of the earth sent thither the jewels and stones and large and small pearls, 
and carnelians and pure gold upon camels over the desert and wastes and send great ships with them over the seas and the quantity of those things such as cannot be described nor calculated nor defined was brought to the workmen who labored in the construction of the city three hundred years and when they had finished it they came to the king and acquainted him with the completion and he said to them depart and make around it impregnable fortifications of great height and construct around the circuit of the fortifications a thousand pavilions each with a thousand pillars beneath it in order that there may be in each pavilion a vizier so they went immediately and did this in twenty years after which they presented themselves before shaddad and informed him of the accomplishment of his desire he therefore ordered his viziers who were a thousand in number and his chief officers and such of his troops and others as he confided in to make themselves ready for departure and to prepare themselves for removal to aramzat al-amad in attendance upon the king of the world shaddad the son of ad he ordered also such as he chose of his women and his harem as his female slaves and his eunuchs to fit themselves out and they passed twenty years in equipping themselves then shaddad proceeded with his troops rejoined at the accomplishment of the, his desire until there remained between him and aramzat al-amad one day's journey when god sent down upon him and upon the obstinate in the fiddles who accompanied him a loud cry from the heaven of his power and he destroyed them all by the vehemence of its sound neither shaddad nor any of those who were with him arrived at the city or came in sight of it and god obliterated and the traces of the road that led to it but the city remaineth as it was in its place until the hour of the judgment at this narrative related by Kabul Ahbar, Muawiyah wondered, and he said to him, Can any one of mankind arrive at that city? Yes, answered Kabul Ahbar, a man of the companions of Muhammad, upon whom be blessing and peace, in appearance like this man who is sitting here without any doubt. A Shabi also saith, it is related on the authority of the learned men of Hemyar in El Yemen that when Shaddad and those who were with him were destroyed by the loud cry, his son Shaddad the less reigned after him. For his father Shaddad the greater had left him as, as successor to his kingdom in the land of Handromat and Sabah on his departure with the troops who accompanied him to Aramzat al-Amad. And as soon as the news reached him of the death of his father on the way before his arrival at the city of Arim, he gave orders to carry his father's body from those desert tracks to Hadromat and to excavate a sepulchre for him in a cavern. And when they had done this, he placed his body in it upon a couch of gold and covered the corpse with seventy robes interwoven with gold and adorned with precious jewels. And he placed at his head a tablet of gold whereon were inscribed these verses. Be admonished, O thou who art deceived by a prolonged life. I am Shaddad, the son of Ad, the lord of a strong fortress, the lord of power and might, and of excessive valor. And inhabitants of the earth obeyed me, fearing my severity and threats. And I held the east and west under a strong dominion, and a preacher of their true religion invited us to the right way. But we opposed him and said, Is there no refuge from it? And a loud cry assaulted us from a tract of the distant horizon, whereupon we fell down like corn in the midst of a plain at harvest, and now beneath the earth we await the threatened day. Ethalibi also says, 
It happened that two men entered this cavern, and found at its upper end some steps, and having descended these, they found an excavation the length whereof was a hundred cubits, and its breadth forty cubits, and its height a hundred cubits, and in the midst of this excavation was a couch of gold, upon which was a man of enormous bulk, occupying its whole length and breadth, covered with ornaments and with robes interwoven with gold and silver, and at his head was a tablet of gold whereon was an inscription, and they took that tablet and carried away from the place as much as they could of bars of gold and silver and other things. End of section 2 Recording by Fano Jahangiri